When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The T-Biz Podcast delivers T-News that you need to know. A recap of the week's major headlines with commentary and cultural trends hosted by Dan Bolton. It is the voice of origin for tea professionals and enthusiasts worldwide. Think of us as a digital caravan of storytelling, bringing authentic, authoritative, and exclusive stories to you weekly from the tea land. Hello, everyone. Here are this week's headlines. Kenya exports saturate the world's black tea market. COVID depresses Japanese tea business in unique ways. Unilever is recognized as the top food and agricultural benchmark. More in a minute, but first, this important message. What makes a perfect cup of Ceylon tea? The perfect cup is from the tea businesses that ensure the protection of all the children living within their tea estates. We salute Kailani Valley, Telawakili, Bogawanthalawa, Harana, and Eliptia tea estates. Support Save the Children, Sri Lanka. Demand remains slack globally. Yet, Kenya reported a 19% increase in exports to almost 300 million kilos during the first half of the year, despite falling production totals. The reason is that Kenya is saturating the market with low-cost black tea. The price of tea at the Mombasa auction averaged $1.96 per kilo through June, down from $2.07 per kilo during the same period in 2020, and well below the $2.50 per kilo average export price for Indian tea, according to Business Daily Africa. Kenya is the world's biggest exporter of black tea. Pakistan, which received 20 million kilos, Egypt 9 million kilos, and the UK at 5 million kilos are normally the top buyers, but India has so far imported 5 million kilos of Kenyan tea in 2021, compared to 1.5 million kilos during the previous year. China has upped its purchases as well. India, which assesses a 100% tariff on tea imported for domestic consumption, is considering setting a minimum import price for bulk tea designated for blending and re-export. Tea imports were up 176% to 12 million kilos for the first six months, nearing the annual total of 16 million kilos in 2019, according to Business Daily Africa. Volume at India's domestic tea auction houses is down overall and at a five-month low in Konor, according to the Konor Tea Trade Association. Prices for auction 38 last week averaged $1.25 per kilo, about 92 Indian rupees. Business Insight In August, the Kenya Tea Development Agency, KTDA, increased payments for green leaf. 
Farmers in prime tea-growing regions will earn 20 to 21 Kenyan shillings, about 23 to 25 cents per kilo in U.S. dollars, up from 20 cents. The pay increase was backdated to July 1st. The decision by the newly seated KTDA board will benefit farmers who were paid a paltry 7 cents per kilo 20 years ago, but it also guarantees an increase in volume at a time when the sale price at auction averaged only $1.90 per kilo last year. Like the rest of the world, Japanese tea growers suffered as restaurants closed, social gatherings were canceled, and safety precautions limited harvest days and processing. The pandemic also inflicted setbacks unique to the market, including a sharp decline in gifting of tea at funerals. Japan's Agriculture, Forestry, and Fisheries Ministry reports that production of unrefined aracha declined by 15% in 2021 compared to the previous year. Year-on-year sales of first flush teas fell by 20% in Shizuoka and by 17% in Kagoshima, according to ministry figures. The Japanese Association of Tea Production reports that total production of sencha declined by 15% in 2020 compared to 2019. Japanese office workers are teleworking and drinking tea at home, but tourism dollars are down 79% compared to 2019, despite the Olympiad. And Japan's popular rural Roikan inns are shuttered. An article published in Japan Times identifies that money spent on gifting tea at funeral services is down 90% from a peak of 13.6 million yen in 2015. The publication quoted a tea association spokesperson, quote, Even if the pandemic is brought under control, I doubt funeral services will ever go back to the way they were before, end quote. Business Insight To boost sales, city and regional governments in tea-growing regions are providing subsidies. Shiwoka's prefectural government is offering producers 5 million yen to develop new tea products and 3 million yen to develop new sales channels. The World Benchmarking Allowance has named Unilever its top food and agricultural benchmark. The alliance, established in 2018, encourages seven transformations considered essential to put society and the worldwide economy on a more sustainable path. Annually, the group evaluates 2,000 of the world's most influential businesses against its benchmarks. In a first, the alliance assessed transformation in the food and agricultural system globally ranking 350 companies from farm to fork. Criteria included transforming nutrition, addressing environmental issues, and social inclusion. According to the Alliance, the findings reveal worrying gaps in the industry's adaptation to climate change, progress on human rights, and contribution to healthy diets. Quote, only 26 of the 350 companies are working to reduce emissions from their direct activities through science-based targets set by the Paris Agreement, writes the Alliance. Unilever, one of the world's largest food companies, 
received a combined score of 71.7 out of 100, ranking ahead of Nestle, which scored 68.5, and Danone, which scored 63.6. Retailer Tesco and beverage companies PepsiCo and Anheuser-Busch and Bev were among the top 10. No food service company made it into the top 10 and 119 companies scored between 10 and 25 points. Another 110 companies scored below 10 points. Business Insight The Alliance writes that, quote, While companies at the top of the ranking demonstrated that they are meeting societal expectations on a variety of topics, the overall average benchmark performance is low. Almost two-thirds of the companies in scope failed to obtain a quarter of total scores, demonstrating significant room for improvement across all measurement areas, end quote. Darvindan and Theraman in Bengaluru reports on India's tea auction prices. India tea price report for the week ending 25th September 2021. There have been more developments reported as the Tea Board of India launches a field mechanization subsidy scheme to address the problem of labor shortage in tea gardens across India. The scheme will include small tea growers, apparently towards increasing production of specialty tea. In further developments, the Minister of State for Commerce and Industry, Anupriya Singh Patel, announced the Tea Development and Promotion Scheme has been extended to 2025-26. She was speaking at the annual meeting of the United Planters Association of South India, UPASI. While the incentives for orthodox tea were discontinued, the ministry was now focused on clearing pending subsidy claims. The minister also said that the government was monitoring tea imports, which has raised concerns among producers. In markets, Gauhati saw good demand for sale 38, major blenders were active for dust tea, Kolkata saw good demand for all tea types, with orthodox tea leading the list, major blenders were active, Middle East was active for orthodox tea, while Hindustan Unilever and Tata consumer products continued to be active for Darjeeling monsoon teas. In the south, leaf tea sales volume was higher than dust. Combined leaf sales were 60-80% to 80% across Kunur, Cochin and Coimbatore. 233 kilos of green tea was on offer and about half of it was sold. And now, a word from our sponsor. Q-Trade understands that a successful tea blend goes beyond the creative fusion of appearance, aroma, and flavor. Our multi-award winning product development team is passionate about converting natural ingredients into sensory experiences that customers crave. Every recipe is formulated with a commercial backbone of dependable quality sourcing with a pricing structure that supports a safe, regulated, profitable, and scalable blend. Q-Trade meets every brand's retail, food service, and e-commerce need. For more information, visit our website, qtradetees.com. This week, T-Biz travels to Monte Matili in Mozambique, a country along the southern coast of East Africa where Mohit Agarwal, director of the Asian Tea Group, has revived an abandoned 15,000-acre tea estate to demonstrate the viability of organic farming at scale. And then we talk with supply chain and procurement expert John Snell about what makes Mozambique such an exceptional tea-producing region. 
Mohit Agrawal, director of the Asian Tea Group, the company that owns Cha de Magoma and the Montemitilli brand, is walking the garden as we speak via Zoom, describing the organic dairy herd, a forest of renewable eucalyptus used for fuel, the large hydroelectric turbines that power the plantation's three factories, pointing to the brilliant green tea bushes that stretch as far as the eye can see. He explains that during 15 years of civil war from 1977 until 1992, Mozambique's tea plantations were abandoned. Because of the gentle slopes, there's no water logging in the plantations and everything. This is the terrain of Mozambique, the soil, the rainfall and the gentle slopes, what we have here. Monte Matilli specializes in the cultivation of organic whole leaf as, as well as commercial grades of CTC. Could you talk about your commitment to stewardship of the land and your regard for the ecosystem? The natural ecosystem, what we have here, which is ideally suited for any plantation without chemicals or fertilizers. We have a lot of green cover. We have uh, 6,000 hectares of land out of which 2,500 under T. So you see those eucalyptus forests there. So we grow a lot of, a lot of land is under the forest cover. A lot of land is under the citronella plantation. And a lot of land is under the Guatemala plantation which stops soil erosion, which gives nitrogen to the soil and also helps us to create biocompost. There's a total ban on any chemicals or fertilizer. We do totally sustainable agriculture. Even the food for our people and our executives is grown in-house, organic. We have our own dairy farm, which you could see there, which is we have a milk production and a cow dung, which gives us cow dung and cow urine. The entire ecosystem which we built in Montemetaleli is self-sustaining. This is a large-scale operation with more than 6,300 acres under tea, the largest certified organic garden in the world. Will you explain to listeners the advantages of scaling up when you're an organic farmer? The whole idea was to make organic tea as affordable and available to the global audience. The MRL levels and tolerance in most countries have become stringent. Convert this entire estate of 2,560 hectares of tea into organic. It's taken a lot of pain and a lot of hard work. We have managed to make this entire 2.2 or 2.5 million kgs of teas which we produce available to the global audience at a very reasonable, affordable price. What will consumers discover when buying Mozambique tea? There is flavor in the tea because of the climate. The temperatures in Mozambique vary between uh, 15 to 30 degrees because of the less heat and a very moderate climate. There is inherent flavors in the tea. You see, most of our bushes are chinery out here, which the Portuguese had planted and they had envisaged this. So we can not only produce orthodox, but we also produce green teas. We produce CTC teas. We produce oolong teas. And within green, we produce both steamed and roasted CTC and orthodox. So there's a huge range of teas. We also do some specialty teas such as white teas. The tasting notes for these teas is simply magnificent. We, we get a slight muscatel flavor in the orthodox teas. In the winters, in the winter months, and during what we call the first flush, the teas are uh, light-bodied, muscatel-flavored teas, whereas once the season comes in, we get a little more body in the teas, but still the brightness and the cups remain mellow. The Mozambique is the best-kept secret in the tea world. This has been hidden for centuries and people have not got exposed to it. It was used in blends. We ask conventional teas, but since uh, we are exposing these teas, these teas are just 
delicious and fantastic for consumption without milk and sugar they blend very well with sri lankans or the indians and it is this is the largest bouquet of organic selection where anybody could find in the world A century ago when the Portuguese first planted tea in Mozambique they found gentle well-drained slopes of rich red volcanic soils at 1500 to 3600 feet elevation identical to the altitude of India's Darjeeling gardens the climate here is cool and dry from May to September and hot and humid between October and April annual rainfall averages more than 3000 mm By 1950, production exceeded 20,000 metric tons a year, and there was more land under tea in Mozambique than any country in Africa. Joining us is John Snell, principal at NMTB Consultancy, whose expertise in sourcing spans 35 years of procurement, supply chain management, and importing tea for major brands and private label suppliers. John, why is Mozambique such a great place to source tea? Firstly, it is the latitude at which it's grown. If you look today, particularly with climate change, we are getting to see hotter and drier climes around the equator. The other thing on the equator is you have very little seasonality. So you get no dormancy there for bushes to really store up their energy and then produce the right material during first or second flushing or indeed at the other end of the season at the autumnal flushing end to to produce the right concentration of phenolics to make great specialty tea so they are gifted with straight away the second thing is the region is blessed with this necklace of lakes that sort of traverse africa from well north to south but that spurs great groundwater sources and these mountains create the watershed or the rain shed for the entirety of Africa. Mozambique is definitely blessed with good rainfall, great loamy soil, seasonality. It's God's country for tea, frankly. Will you describe the Portuguese era of tea production in Mozambique that began with plantings in the 1920s? It was a Portuguese colony in Mozambique for 700 years. Within its vast empire and I use that hopefully in a good context it uh, it was able to select Mozambique as a prodigious place to grow tea by 1950 it was the largest producer in Africa i mean you know and only to be overtaken by Kenya for a number of reasons but not least of which was a civil war as you see uh, the portuguese influence again in south india uh, you see it in sri lanka they have been absolutely everywhere but mozambique is I would say their biggest triumph with respect to tea. Mozambique tea production is resurging. Its tea industry reborn with organic cultivation and modern more efficient processing techniques. What is the business opportunity in Mozambique? I think uh, to be honest, you know, everyone can look at the civil war and thereafter Mozambique was producing from a normal tea chaps point of view pretty awful tea. Uh, they didn't pay too much attention to how it was produced and they didn't know a great deal about how to use the machinery so there was a lot of light flaky leaf uh, orthodox material coming out of there with fairly weedy liquors and it really didn't work very well that the forced dormancy 
created by civil war has done Mozambique a favour because what it didn't do, which the rest of Africa did, was get consumed by the the race to produce a lot of tea bag grade tea. So it didn't get involved in producing a lot of clonal material that was there to produce huge volumes and uh, and to produce a lot of tannin. Uh, it was a lot of these bushes have left been left fallow. And during the Portuguese era, you know, they brought in bushes from both uh, both Asamica and Sinensis bushes. So you have a very, very good mix of both of those varieties there. And during the period when these haven't been cropped, and in fact, uh, these were trees, these trees have been naturally cross-pollinating each other and creating hybrids that no one has ever designed. So now what they have there is, is a lot of different material. Some of it very good for making orthodox tea and some of it very good for making CTC. They have much more flexibility than you do in most other tea origins. That's, that's an important factor. There is, of course, a long way to go because you have to then understand by plucking the leaves off these particular hybrids and understanding what liquors you're going to get from each of these, which you want to then propagate from. But you do have this astounding variety of, if you will, mother bushes from which you can vegetatively propagate a massive amount of different raw material, depending on where you want to go. Look at the tea market today. When they were doing nothing, the tea market was just black tea. Now it has proliferated to enjoy oolongs, greens, whites, poors, you name it. There's a massive variety out there. And therefore, having a variety of starting materials is actually going to play to their advantage, I think. Intrigued by what you heard in today's podcast? Would you like to learn more from our global network of T-Biz journalists and tea experts? Remember to visit the T-Biz website for more comprehensive coverage. That's www.t-bizbiz.com. Thanks for listening. Farewell till next week. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.